Welcome to Scenes of Beauty, a platform that is here to empower you to embrace your most authentic self and celebrate your own version of beauty, whatever that might be. I'm Chloe and I'm making it my mission to help people find and live their truest selves. If you're enjoying listening to the podcast and taking things away from it, hit the follow and subscribe button, share with friends and on your socials. I'm at the very beginning of the Scenes of Beauty journey and it helps more than you know to grow the platform. It's time for a break from Beauty Talk because this week I sit down with Jay Alderton who is an online fitness business coach and an all-round legend when it comes to mindset and discipline. I've followed Jay for years and I have one, learned so much from him and two, I just love how real and relatable he keeps it. So I wanted to ask him to join me on Scenes of Beauty so that you could learn from him and his wisdom too. He shares his journey of leaving the army to building his career in the fitness industry from the ground up. We talk so much about perspectives, surroundings and so much more. There are little nuggets of information all the way through this episode, so listen closely and take note. Here's his version of beauty. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Beauty. Hello, and Hello. welcome to Scenes of Beauty. Thank you for having me on. Um, I almost don't know where to start because there's 101 different directions, but should we start with who you are, your background, what you do? Yeah, so firstly, my name's Jay. Hi. And uh, I always think, how far shall I go back? Basically, I started, if I, if I go back to school, which was a long, long time ago, I remember having no direction. I was a little shit at school and lacked a lot of discipline. Unsure I wanted to with my life. Went to college, failed that miserably. Spent more time drinking than I did actually going to college. And I made a decision at 17 to join the army. Probably the best decision I ever made because it was probably the army or prison. So, yeah, I mean, not too far distant from the same, but best thing ever happened. You know, I spent seven years in the army, left. Once again, didn't really have a direction because a lot of the time in the army, when I was leaving, I was, just, I was trying to choose a job that, had, that paid the most money, not necessarily what I wanted to do. Yeah. So I ended up doing all of my qualifications, leaving the army in IT, mm-hmm. 
Um, did that for a year. Got some great opportunities to work abroad. Uh, I worked in Baghdad, Iraq. I worked in Kenya and Somalia, mm-hmm. doing a lot of different things. And um, and yeah, I got made redundant from that job. Mm-hmm. Amazing, but it was really poor timing. I'd just flown to Kenya, and they said, "Oh, we're making you redundant." And I was just like, "You could have told me that nine hours ago before I got on the yeah. got on the plane." But as I was coming back, I was like. What am I going to do? And I remember I applied for about 20 to 30 different jobs. And I was quite, you know, well qualified with what I was doing. How old were you at this time? I was around 26 at the time. So, yeah, 10, 11 years ago. And I just, I got a pen and paper out and I just wrote down, what are you good at? What do you want to do with the rest of your life? And everything was kind of gearing towards personal training. Now... I've always loved going to the gym since the age of 13, but I've never looked at doing it as a job because I was a bit worried that if I took my passion and hobby into a career, I'd end up resenting or hating it. Yeah, and yeah, and, and it turns out that I didn't because I ended up whacking about 16 grand on a credit card because I was skint. I'd just bought a house to the wife and put all of the money into that. Um, bought a um, load of gym equipment, second-hand filled out this little studio on an industrial estate, borrowed my dad's bike because I couldn't afford a car. I used to cycle up every single day to go to that studio. And this was in 2012, so 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, within three years, I became one of the most well-known PTs, fitness professionals um, in the UK. Uh, built a gym, closed the gym, moved everything online. And uh, the last three to four years, I'd say my, my biggest focus at the moment is helping personal trainers scale and grow their business. Mm-hmm. And... One of my mission statements this year is just leaving people better when they find me with my content. Yeah. So just going back, like when you had that piece of paper and you were writing down like what you like, because I've tried to do this and sometimes my brain's like, I don't actually know. Like what, mm-hmm. like where do you start? Like you start, I always say to people now, like just write words that come to your head and then just go from there. But what, if someone is like, fuck, I need to do something with my life or I don't know what to do, like where do you begin? As you said, you begin by writing things down. There's something called root cause analysis. And if you dig deeper, you'll find the answer. So if someone comes to me, and I'll give you an example of this. If someone says to me, oh, Jay, I need to lose weight. Mm-hmm. There are things you say, why? And if you ask enough whys, you'll get the real reason. So if someone says to me, you know, Jay, I want to lose weight. Why? Because I want to feel better about myself. Why do you want to feel better about yourself? Because Mm -hmm. I don't like myself. Why don't you like yourself? Mm -hmm. Because it's been a really hard couple of years. Why has it been a really hard couple of years? Mm -hmm. Because I've split up from my husband. Why did you split up from your husband? Because we fell out of love. Why did you fall out of love? Because we didn't see each other. Why didn't you see each other? So you see, it goes from I need to lose weight right down to there's been a period in my time where I've lost myself Mm -hmm. and I need to get that back and that all comes by digging deeper which so many people are too afraid because they don't want to hear the answer because as soon as you hear that answer that means that you've got to make some you've got to do the work to make a change and that work to make the change is incredibly scary and uncomfortable because there's a lot of uncertainty involved you know although in order to change your life, you have to have a big period of uncertainty in your life. Mm-hmm. We will happily gravitate to the certainty, even though it's painful. So we'll stay in a job we hate. We'll stay in a relationship we hate. Because at that moment in time, it's a lot easier to do 
then make the difficult decision to change. And it comes back to that quote, which I love, is that that pain of change is a lot less painful than the pain of saying the same. But we do it for years and some people decades before they decide to make that change or they never make that change. It's funny because I talk a lot about journaling and um, someone on Instagram said to me, you know, how do you journal? Because I go to write things down and I literally can't put pen to paper. And it is, I guess that's what you just said. It's that fear of like disclosing something within that's like, fuck, I don't want to face that. Like, Mm -hmm. how do you go about like, if you are like shitting yourself about looking in, like, what do you do? I think one of the most important things is, once again, it comes down to asking that, that, those whys and that deep enough. The reason that a lot of people don't want to journal mm-hmm. is because they're, they're afraid that somebody else might read it. Yeah. But then there's other ways of looking at this. You know, I have this thing called, it's a bit like the Truman Show. Have you seen the Truman Show of Jim Carrey? Mm-hmm. So basically he was brought up in a world that was in front of cameras. Mm-hmm. So he was actually brought up um, as a baby mm-hmm. on a 24-hour TV show with hundreds of actors in this fake world. Mm-hmm. And the only person that didn't know that they were you know, it wasn't real, it was him. Mm-hmm. And I always say to people, if you, you know, if you were Truman and you were in a show right now and people are watching you, what kind of show would it be? Would it be a boring show? Would, it, would they be talking about this person who does nothing with their life? And I think it's a very important thing, and this is where the self-awareness comes in. You know, a lot of people have this learned helplessness, that, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that. Um, and that, that, that is learned. Because it's 2022, we've got Google, most of us have got iPhones now, most of us have got the opportunities, but we have a lot of distractions, Mm -hmm. and we're not Mm self-aware. And there's no one coming to save you from that, you need to save yourself. And, you know, some people wait for this sign, Um, (laughs) and, you know, as brutal as it sounds, you're not going to find it unless you find it yourself. It's not going to fall on your lap. And I learned this a long, long time ago. And I think a lot of people learned it during the last few years. Yeah. You know, a lot of people look after number one. And it's important to do. You know, one of the mistakes that I made uh, a few years back was just serving people before I served myself. Mm-hmm. And actually, you know, to a lot of people, that sounds like a good thing. Up until it's not. Yeah. And one of the things, especially with myself as a coach, is if I don't look after myself, I can't look after others. Yeah. Because if I'm in a bad place... It's only a matter of time before I'm in a really bad place. And I can't help anyone then when I have to spend days, weeks, or even months away trying to recover yeah. myself. So Yeah, that's actually one of the reasons I wanted to ask you to come on the podcast is because I believe in a lot of the same things that you talk about on your channels, one of them being to put yourself first before. You, I just think it's it's really hard to give advice or to be beneficial to someone or to offer like a better service or be your best self at work or whatever if you're not looking after yourself so how like what was that realization like when did you start doing that I would say probably the end of 2016 and it was after a very successful year Mm -hmm. you know um, 2016 I built a gym from scratch Mm -hmm. um, raised loads of money for charity um, did loads of incredible things and on, upon reflection, I didn't really have any time to myself. Yeah. My time was given to any person who asked for it. Mm-hmm. And it was, the people that were asking for it weren't the, the people that deserved it. Yeah. 
and that's not to say that they didn't deserve it, but the people that weren't getting it, that my time and attention and love mm. was my wife, my kids, my family, my friends. Yeah. It was strangers on the internet because mm. I had this imagination of being this amazing person online who gets back to everyone, who does voice notes to everyone, and you know this, this thing in your head of, you know, no one will ever say a bad word about me because I've put all the work in. And, and it got to a stage where, you know, came to 2016, end of it, had a complete meltdown. And it took me about six to eight months to recover. So I literally had to tell everybody to fuck off. Yeah. Um, and that was a massive realisation for me. Yeah. I don't need to get back to every person. I don't need to get back to everyone. I can pick and choose what I want to do. And that's totally fine. Because I know the only person who actually matters what I think is me. What anyone else thinks of me, I don't give a fuck. You know, what I care about is my, what my friends, my family and the people that I love care, you know, think about me. Mm-hmm. And during that time, they thought I was an absolute knobhead. Yeah, I, I'm going through a similar thing at the minute where I'm starting to realise that it's, I need time for me to take time out. Do you, did you ever think like, fuck, I'm being selfish or... Like, struggle with any of those kind of thoughts? Yeah, all the time. And, th- and this is the main reason that people don't do it, because they're yeah, worried yeah. that someone might think that they're selfish. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah. well, hang on a minute. You know, why would they think that? And a lot of the reason that they think that is because you're doing stuff that they know that they need to do themselves. Yeah. Most of the time when someone says something negative, it's because you, they're, you're holding a mirror up to their own reflection. Yeah. And I realise that. So if someone said, has something negative to say... It's probably because deep down they're envious that I've, you know, done it myself. You know, one of the hardest things for me to do a couple of years back was I decided on a Thursday to take a spa day. You know, I told the wife, like, I'm, I'm getting burnt out. Get to Wednesday and I'm exhausted. So Thursday spa day, there's a really nice spa a couple of miles up the road from here. Put myself in, had a, a massage, jacuzzi, left my phone at home, book, little uh, three-course lunch, came back to work on Friday and I was firing on all cylinders yeah. firing you know my clients were like I don't know what's happened to you but fucking hell um, and I, it just made me realise you know that time that I was feeling guilty looking after myself actually probably helped and served so many more people mm-hmm. and then I decided to make it well what, what, you know, what if I got membership there and did this every single Thursday yeah. and for the last two years I have been it's my phone swap Thursday I go up there get myself pampered and that and I don't feel guilty whatsoever because I know the benefits and I've seen the benefits from, from doing it. And it's a nice thing because I've got something to look forward to during the week. And then the weekends are you know, fully focused on my family, having time off, spending time with them. How do you get out of that? Like, because I again struggling with that at the minute because I work better. If I get up and sit down at nine o'clock, I do fuck all until lunchtime. I don't do anything. So I'm, I'm getting into a routine of like starting work at one and then I, I'm better working into the evening and that's my day. But it feels weird that like everyone's going to work and I'm not. And it, it might be different for you because you're used to being in training or whatever and in the gym and it's different work hours. But if you're in that mindset, like how do you switch that? Or how do you like stop comparing yourself to what you've always known? I guess it's unlearning, learned behavior, right? It is, but you're also comparing yourself to people who are in a totally different place to you. You know, I remember actually being at the spa once, having my little three-course lunch, and one of the waiters said to me, oh, you know, do you come up here every Thursday? I went, yeah, and he goes, oh, what does your wife think about that? (laughs) 
And it was interesting because the norm is, you know, to him, he goes to work Monday to Friday, potentially, works these certain hours. So it's a bit weird that on a Thursday I'm having a spa day. It's also weird that I run my own business. I run my own hours. I can do what the fuck I like. I've created my own life. So why am I going to be comparing my life to anybody else's when I've created it? If you want to work at midnight, work at midnight. If you want to work at 4 o'clock in the morning, work, in, work at 4 o'clock in the morning. You need to find out what works best for you. Yeah. And, you know, everybody is weird and crazy in their own way. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as normal. Yeah. And you only feel weird when you're comparing yourself with other people. Yeah. Other weird people, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's go back to when you said, I find it so interesting when you say about making your hobby your career. Um, I think a lot of people do the same and they're passionate about something, but then, like you said, that they're worried about making it their full time. What's that, like, thought process? And what's, I guess, advice for people who are thinking the same thing? I think one of the biggest things that I realised is with passion comes energy. Mm -hmm. And when you have a passion for something, you have more energy in doing it. And when you have more energy in doing something, you spend more time on it because it doesn't feel like work. When you spend more time on things that you enjoy, you learn a great deal more mm-hmm. and you're able to you know, play at a such higher level. Because if you think about somebody who goes to a, a job that they don't necessarily like but it needs to pay the bills, you know, the, the want and the need to get better at that job doesn't really happen. They do what is necessary to get the bills paid and then they have that escapism whereas you know when you have a passion you wake up thinking about it and you go to sleep thinking about it Mm -hmm. and and that's the real difference it it can be a blessing and a curse Mm -hmm. because when you have your passion especially having a family it doesn't mean that it's their passion too and that was once again a realization that I needed to learn how to take time off and switch off Um, and I've got much better as I've got older with that yeah that's I guess that's a learning though and you've got to go through those shitty times like when you said you went through like 2016 and it was just burnout you've got to go through those to then learn how to come out the other side in terms of fitness I obviously talk a lot about beauty on the show and I talk about the benefits of beauty and why people fall into loving skincare or makeup or how like what did what does fitness mean to you and why why is it that 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 you love and that you are passionate about? I think I think one of the things that fitness and, and just being healthy and strong has uh, enabled me to do is to have all the opportunities that I've had in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's given me more self-esteem, it's given me more self-confidence, mm-hmm. and it's also shown me that, you know, when you work hard for something, eventually you get a result if you're consistent. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's been a long journey for me. I started going to the gym when I was 13, and, you know, it's been a very long journey in the fact that you know, I'm very fortunate to have kind of pushed it to the extremes in both ways from a, you know, from a performance point of view um, and from a physique point of view. Mm-hmm. But once again, because I've been there from an early age, I've realised that, right, you get there and that's not the be all and end all. Mm-hmm. Because the thing about fitness and a lot of people look at it is, they look at it as an outcome based goal. Like, I need to lose X number of pounds or I need to do that race or I need to go on that holiday and look in a certain way. Mm -hmm. 
And then what happens is that holiday finishes and then you're, where are you? So for me, fitness now, um, there is no outcome. It's something that is going to be ingrained in me to the day I die. And it's going to be a fundamental part of my life. And if that is the case, then I need to be looking at things that I enjoy doing mm-hmm. and I can see myself doing forever, yeah. which to a lot of the time is less extreme stuff. Mm-hmm. So rather than, for me, rather than I must go to the gym five, six days a week, it's the, there is a non-negotiable. Yeah. And my non-negotiable is I need to get three sessions in a week. Any more as a bonus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's great because I always get more than three. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, yeah, I mean, it's completely changed my life. It really, really has. And I'm very fortunate to have got into it from a young age. Yeah. Yeah, I feel quite similar actually because I'm quite like an avid trainer, but I've got into a habit of not training like five times a week and being so strict and doing like legs back, whatever, because that doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is like being physically and mentally strong and so yeah so in terms of I guess it's helped you like quite a lot psychologically as well because for me it's a I go into the gym and I come out a completely like different person like liberated so I guess that's part of it as well right yeah very much so I mean I get just as much from the gym as as other things especially uh jumping in the sea every single day you know something uh, a quote that I heard from a couple of good friends of mine is the same person that goes in the sea is very different to the person that comes out exactly the same in the gym the person that goes in yeah. is very different to the person that comes out and sometimes you need to remind yourself of that person that comes out yeah. because the person that comes out is is discipline mm-hmm. you know and unfortunately the person that goes in is not motivation yeah. so you need to be looking for that disciplined person rather than that motivated person Okay, let's um, let's talk about sea dipping because <laughs> I watch you do it every morning. It makes me feel sick. <laughs> why? 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 So we, we could probably do a separate. You know, we could do, we could do it. We could do an entire podcast on this. But it kind of started back in two thousand and nineteen. Actually, I think it was like January, February. Um, walking on my normal um, walk in the morning, which I've done for the last five or six years. I remember seeing some guy strip his clothes off and I was looking, I was like, he's not going to get in the sea. <laughs> he's not going to. And then I just sat down on the wall to watch this absolute crazy person strip off and just go for a dip in January. I was like, what's, what's wrong? <laughs> and I was just like, what's wrong with him? Um, and that kind of led me down a route of going, well, hang on a minute, you know, am I thinking about this correctly? Mm-hmm. You know, there's a reason that you know, he's doing that. He's not crazy. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. You know, there must be a reason. And I started looking into it more. 
And it got to about March, and I decided to do a cold shower challenge because there was no way I was going to jump in the sea straight away. I was just like, that's just too extreme. Um, so I did a cold shower challenge, and it was a 30-day cold shower challenge. I just said, right, every morning I'm going to do a cold shower every day. Mm-hmm. First day I did it, horrible. Second day I did it, horrible. Third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, horrible. And I got to the 14th day, and I was like, oh, here we go again. Not as bad. 15th day, not as bad. 16th day, okay, I'm starting to understand this now. I think I got to the 28th day, I went for a swim. Uh, and I was quite adapted to the cold now, and I remember about to go for a shower, and this old guy said to me, don't go in those showers, they're freezing cold. <laughs> and I just put it on with a smile on my face and just had my normal shower, and he looked at me like... <laughs> and, I, and, and I was just like, you know, this, this, this cold water stuff is, is pretty cool. And then I decided from April to go into sea dips. And, you know, I did like one or two sea dips a week up until like March 2020. And something happened in March 2020. Um, everyone was in lockdown, of course, and the pandemic hit. So March 2020, I decided, right, this thing is going to save me during this time. I'm going to go in every single day. Because as I said, the same person that goes in the sea is very different to the same person that comes out. I knew every time I got out of the sea, regardless of the weather, I had a massive smile on my face and I was very happy. Mm-hmm. And I wanted that every single day. I just knew it was very difficult to do. So for me, it's just as much the psychological benefits as it is the physiological. Because one thing that the sea has taught me is, is discipline. And every single day, a lot of people think that I enjoy going in the sea. I don't. There's this voice in my head that says, not today. But then there's this second voice that says, oh yes, today. And that's what you need to train. That second voice is discipline. And in order to get better at it, you can't just do it once a week. You've got to do it every single day. So for me, it's built up this routine of being able to talk myself into things instead of talk myself out. And that's really helped with other avenues in my life when I feel you know, like pushing myself in different areas. I've learned to channel that second voice to say, we're, we're doing it anyway. Yeah, I wanted to talk to you about the second voice. And I also wanted to talk about discipline as well, because I think... One, like, why is it so important? And two, why do people feel like they lack it so much? Is it because what they're trying or telling themselves they should be doing isn't true to what they think they should be doing? Or, like, I just feel like there's a lot of people who... that One, there's a lot of pressure on everyone at the minute to be, like, doing all this stuff that everyone else is doing on social media. And they, of course, don't have the discipline to do it because they're not. it's not true to them. So... But I do feel like people massively lack discipline. How do you start to get it? It's understanding that a lot of the things that we do are based on chemicals. Mm -hmm. And we have four chemicals, dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins. Mm -hmm. And to activate these, inverted quotes, happy hormones, there are things that we can do that are negative, and there are things that we can do that are positive. So let's just take dopamine for an example things that we can do that are negative mm-hmm. check have notifications on our phone and check it every single day mm-hmm. order a domino's pizza you know these things produce massive dopamine rewards but there are other things that we can do that produce massive dopamine rewards do th- good things to strangers mm-hmm. you know compliment somebody you know all of these things produce the same outcome but the actions are very different and so, and if you continue doing one 
it's going to end up ruining you. And if you continue doing the other, it's going to help you. So it's also understanding that it's not necessarily the thing, it's understanding the result. So if you can really look at dopamine and reducing down the negative dopamine things and increasing you know, the positive things, looking at things like endorphins, okay? Mm-hmm. Endorphins come from exercise. And there's many different ways to exercise. If you like Zumba, do Zumba. If you like CrossFit, do CrossFit. If you like you know, lifting weights, lift weights. They still produce you know, the same release. So, and I think this is... As you said, a lot of people are comparing themselves to others saying, do I need to jump in the sea, like Jamie? Do I need to do this? Do no, 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 no. You need to understand why they're doing it, what they're getting out of it, so you can find something that you potentially enjoy that produces the same yeah, result. Yeah, I, um, I actually talk a lot on my channel about pressures and routines, because you have a morning routine, but I guess it's, it is picking out those things that work for you, so you do they're reading a chapter and having a coffee and stretching and that kind of thing. People have different routines, you know, and, and I think that's the, you know, someone will see mine, it starts at half four, last couple of hours, and someone will go, yeah, I can't do that. And it didn't start like that. Yeah. You know, it all started by getting out of bed and just going for a walk, 30-minute walk in the morning. Yeah. And then, you know, adding little things on mm-hmm. that took a little bit of time. You know, I started stretching every, every morning, but it took me probably four or five attempts and three years to actually go, yeah, we need, you know, you're getting old now, Jay, you need, you need to do this. Yeah. Um, and same with the breathing, you know, like, as I've got older, I, I get a lot more anxiety. Mm-hmm. I overthink things a lot more. Yeah. So finding things to help shut that noise down I've been experimenting with different things, and then suddenly I find a few things like, "Wow, that's that's really made a change." And, and something that I make a habit of doing is when I'm not feeling good, I ask myself what I'm doing at the moment that's causing me to not feel good, and I also write down why am I feeling so good today, or why am I feeling so good, or what makes me feel so good. And then I write those things down because when I'm not feeling good, it's good to check that good list. Because a lot of that is simple things. And do you know what? Funny enough, most of them don't cost any money. Listening to your favourite song, going for a walk, going for a, you know, three or four K run, writing things down, phoning one of your mates, whacking on a Netflix comedy. Now, all of these things, I know Netflix is... (laughs) It's a screen. You can borrow. You can borrow somebody else's for now. Um, but it's it's just that realization that a lot of people don't write things down, as you said, and I didn't. I didn't write anything down mm-hmm. unless forced to in the army. Yeah. Until I got to a point where I was like lost, yeah. and was like, "What are you doing with your life?" Yeah. So write things down. Yeah, I agree, and I think writing helps me but I also got to a point where I was journaling but then I was journaling every night and then I was stressing about not having time to journal or prioritizing journaling over something else so if it gets to that point like you don't don't have to do it every night you can do it as and when and I think it's about what you said there was interesting about like the positives and the negatives or like what contributes to a good day and what contributes to a bad day and like balancing those things out so that you're doing more of the good and and less of the bad as you become more self-aware right yeah, and it's also having a backup, you know, like 
if you look at my morning routine, it's a couple of hours. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes I've got to get up earlier. Sometimes I've got to go to London. Sometimes I'm on holiday. Yeah. So I don't have all of those things. Yeah. So, so a lot of it is usually like, what is the one thing? Yeah. What is the one thing? And that one thing can last between five minutes or, you know, it could be ten things which last two hours. So it's always having that kind of backup of, of it as well because you're not going to be able... I'm not going to be able to seven days a week do my entire routine. Um, just sticking with the theme of mindset, you talk a lot, um, and I do actually, about surroundings and the people you surround yourself with. Just talk to me a little bit about that because I find it so interesting that I think a lot of people, which to me I find it surprising because I feel like I am someone who's quite self-aware and is quite can read a room quite well but there are a lot of people who can't who are in situations that they might not realize but are bringing them down or it's not a situation that's authentic to them so yeah just talk about surroundings something that I've got in the front of my office is environment dictates performance and a lot of people come to me and say well you know I'm not in a good environment and you can create that environment. You really, really can. It's not easy. But at the same time, you know, something I say to a lot of people is, I've got nobody around here in Bognor Regis that is like me. Yeah. I haven't got people, you know, I've, I've got friends now in that place, but I didn't when I first started. You know, when I was cycling up to my studio, I had no one, but I found podcasts. Yeah. I found videos. I found that I could listen to people and be in my own environment and you know work things out and I did and I was you know I'm so grateful I found that podcast button because it changed my life you know I managed to spend hours and hours walking and listening to incredible people for free Mm -hmm. and that had a significant impact on my life Mm -hmm. and it's so so important to look at your day you know a lot of people wake up they they whack on the news yeah. So they're wondering why they're in a really bad mindset. Because if you look, if you watch the news, you think the whole world's about to implode. Mm-hmm. Then they read newspapers, then they listen to the radio. Then, you know, you ask most people, when's the last time you read an entire book? Mm-hmm. Probably at school. Mm-hmm. So it's having a look at your habits and routines as well. Mm-hmm. And actually understanding that these will play an impact on your productivity the people that you follow, the people that you listen to, the things that you look at, the things, you know, the people that you, you, you speak to. You know, if you've got a couple of people around you who whenever you d- say that you're going to do something, take the piss out of you or talk you down, you've got to ask yourself, are they your real friends? Because mm-hmm. that, once again, is an environment that's going to stop you doing what you're doing. Have you, have there been like people in your life or relationships that you've had to step away from a little bit because they're just not, on board with what you're doing or I because I'm I'm asking because I have this thing about like blocking out outside noise and I think often especially with when you're on social media all the time or you're like you said like your friends aren't doing the same thing as you or you've got like this bigger picture thinking that people might not resonate with for me sometimes it's easier to just block out that noise or not spend as much time with those people like yeah just yeah, so, of course, my school friends and the friends I used to hang around with are very different to the people I hang around with now. Yeah. And I don't have time to see them, but I still make some time to see them. Yeah. Because, you know, one thing I found when I'm catching up with them, we don't really talk about the future or the present, we talk about the past. And sometimes that's nice. 
because it reminds you of where you come from. It, you know, you, you remember old times, and that's great because I'm not there to talk about my future. I'm not there to talk about the present and what I'm doing because yeah. I don't care. And sometimes that's really nice yeah. because so, uh, there's um, there's a, actually a, a UFC um, fighter called Frank Shamrock, and he had this great thing called um, I, th- I think he called it the thirty three percent rule. And I don't like that because it's based on threes and there's a, there's a percent left somewhere. But what he said is that you should spend a third of your time with people that you can teach. You should spend a third of your time with people on the same level as you. Mm-hmm. And then you should spend a third of your time with people on a higher level, higher level than you. Mm-hmm. If you spend too much time teaching people, you don't learn anything yourself. Mm-hmm. If you spend too much time people playing a bigger game than you, you're always comparing and you feel inadequate. Mm-hmm. So it's getting a healthy balance of that. And, you know, if people are toxic and they are tearing you down, they're the people that you block out. But just because you're doing different things to your friends and you're on a different mind frame and, you know, trajectory Mm -hmm. as them doesn't mean you you don't need to block them out. It's just maybe just spend a little bit less time with them. So your channel, I guess, is fitness, but also mindset and wisdom like where does that wisdom come from? Because I think, again, the one, one of the reasons I like you and I follow you is because you you have a very good way of keeping it real without, like, being an arrogant prick. Um, but, wh- yeah, where does that come from? Like, is it just learnings that you have as you kind of go through life? Yeah, a lot of it. I mean, I've read a, a shit ton of books, shall we say. And when I've looked at some of the concepts, for me to better understand something, I, I have this thing called drawing in crayon. I, I'm not the most intelligent of, of people, so I need to find my own way of understanding it. And so what I'll do is I'll come up with my own stories and analogies of it, and then the, the thing that I immediately want to do when i found something that has been useful to me is share it with my audience. And actually that's the best way of having a better understanding of something is to teach it to somebody else. And that enables me then to lock it in wherever it needs to go. So a lot of my stuff has come from just talking about it. And sometimes I'm talking about it whilst I'm figuring it out at the same time. I'm yeah, like, I don't know where this is going, but I'm just going <laughs> to fucking say it. And normally I'll, and, and the way I normally do it is I just go, I'll go live on Instagram in the morning and I'll just talk shit for 45 minutes. Some of it makes sense. Some of it is like, what's he on about? And then really getting it out gets me a better understanding of it and go, that kind of makes sense. So then I'll come back off my walk and I'll write a few points down and then I'll go on to another video and then I'll talk a bit deeper about the ones that I thought were really good. And then I just get a little bit deeper on it. And, you know, a lot of what I talk about comes from the same fundamentals. And when you understand those fundamentals, then they're the things that are not going to change because once you've understood them, they're going to be same now as 50 years, 100 years' time. So, you know, a lot of that has come from my own experience. I've been doing this a long time now. But it's been really reignited this year because it was kind of the stuff that I was talking about a lot five or six years ago. Mm -hmm. And then TikTok came about and it all got reignited because I was like, this is old stuff, you know, but it wasn't old stuff because it's fundamental stuff that means just as much then as it did now. So for me, it was digging out all the old gold dust, as I like to call it, just to bring it out to a newer audience. So a lot of people go, where's all this come from? It's like, well, 
I've been talking about this for years. I just haven't really spoken about it on camera. Mm. So that's that's what's been really exciting about this year because for me, it's nothing new. It's just updating it all with the 2022 version. Yeah, that's really interesting what you said about like just saying it out loud and not always knowing what's coming out or figuring it out. So I guess you learn a lot about yourself through doing that process. And I think what would be useful for people who listen to this podcast is because we talk about like self-development and stuff a lot is how how to kind of go inwards and what's the word like interrogate yourself to to feel more confident in what you feel I think a lot of the time where I'm coming from is sometimes you don't you forget what your own opinion is or your own thoughts are or your own beliefs because there's so much media being consumed all the time so um yeah what kind of would you say to someone who is feeling a bit like lost or wants to figure something out you know I think one of the most important things especially like for myself who's got a big platform that I don't just go on and say my opinion yeah. um, because I need to know who that's affecting. Yeah. Because sometimes, I, you know, one of the things I do is I just say things out, but I don't say it on social media. Yeah. I, it sounds like I do, but it's being thought about and I'm very careful with my words. I have one or two very close friends who, who I'll go on a walk with and I'll go talk and they know that I'm going to say a load of things that are completely out of character that are completely bonkers or completely not me Mm -hmm. but they know me so they know that what I'm saying there I don't mean Mm -hmm. so and it might be a case of this I'll be going for a walk with someone and one of my friends I say I'm fucking sick to death for my business I'm going to close it down I'm going to go and move to Bali with a family and I'm just going to work from a laptop Mm -hmm. now I've probably said that a couple of times, to be honest. But they know I don't mean it. They know I'm just putting it out in my head because it's a frustration. Mm -hmm. Something's going on that's causing me to do that. But then it allows them to ask questions. So why do you feel like that? And I'm like, because this has happened. So I allow, once again, that kind of root cause analysis to go, that's why I'm feeling that way. And that helps majorly because it's very important to have those kind of friends who don't judge you for what you say. And they're very hard to find. And when you, if you do find them, keep keep hold of them because they're your soundboards. They're, you know, this is why a lot of people go to therapy. It's not necessarily what the therapist said. It's having somebody just to let off some steam, yeah. and that is the actual therapy. Yeah. Apart from I get for free with friends. Yeah, well, it's and it's that surroundings thing as well, you know, and, and making sure you because I moved to London five years ago, and I've the friends I've made there as like feeling more confident in who in who I am like gold dust like I've got three four really good friends who I can have those conversations with and I think it's really important to have yeah and one of the biggest issues I think this day and age is that guys don't have yeah. people to talk to yeah. guys don't have someone to you know and, and it's a huge issue as everybody knows um it's this whole I'll, I'll, I'll you know I'll figure it out no you won't yeah. you know go and talk to someone Go and find someone that you can sound off to. Every single human being needs to have that. Um, Bottling things up just doesn't, just makes matters worse. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, It kind of feels a bit random to ask you what your version of beauty is, because usually we have conversations about skincare and beauty and whatever, but um, what is your version of beauty? Well, thinking about it, when's the last time, I, I don't say beautiful i say beaut 
and I say butte, and it's it's usually after I've just jumped in the sea, mm-hmm. it's sunrise and the waves are completely clear. Mm-hmm. So for me, beauty is silence. Beauty is peace. Beauty is being those little pockets of time, be it a minute, two minutes in the day, mm-hmm. where you're just, just completely quiet. Mm-hmm. And something I, I heard as a quote is that people don't want peace of mind, they want peace from mind. Mm-hmm. And I think beauty is finding that peace from mind every single day to be with yourself and have no thoughts. Mm-hmm. To me, that is that is beautiful. You know, it's a bit out there concept, but I seek that couple of minutes every day, and it's and it's incredible because so many people don't give themselves that time, or they don't do things to enable themselves to have that peace from mind. That's so nicely put. Thank you for sharing, and um, yeah, thank you. Thanks for coming on the show. It's been great to chat, and so much insight and knowledge that people can take away. Thank you for having me, Claire. Thanks. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. like this episode hit subscribe and leave us a review 